Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. As Russia's invasion of Ukraine nears a month and oil prices continue to remain high, environmental groups have a message for President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats back home. Environmental groups are saying the time to push for this legislation is now because this is when consumers are really feeling the pinch of the pump. That message matters for the party's energy agenda, especially as the November midterm elections loom. Really, when you want to push comprehensive energy policy is when prices are high, when there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. This is how a lot of the big, bold energy packages have passed in the past. Today, Politico's Zach Coleman on why environmental groups are pushing Dems to pass climate legislation ASAP and what policies they hope to include. It's Thursday, March 17th. So, Zach, what are environmental groups saying to President Joe Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about energy policy right now amid high global prices and what's happening with Russia and Ukraine? Environmental groups are saying this is the time to start moving comprehensive clean energy incentives because they want to get off of the dependency on oil prices, gas prices that It's kind of controlled by a lot of these state-run companies, by countries that don't share the same goals as the United States. And they're saying if we really want to not have to deal with these fluctuations and this uncertainty, we need to get off this stuff in general. And you do that by moving to renewable energy and electric vehicles. Yeah. What specific legislation or policies do they want passed? First and foremost, they really want the Senate to get moving on some sort of legislation that would mirror the Build Back Better plan. I think there's a recognition that Build Back Better, as it was originally conceived, is dead. But there is supposedly caucus-wide agreement amongst the Democrats on the need for climate incentives and investment. So they really want to get the renewable energy tax credits for wind and solar, some clean energy manufacturing tax credits, the type of stuff that could boost domestic manufacturing of steel and aluminum, which Russia produces a lot of. And then also, you know, trying to incentivize electric vehicle purchases through tax credits. There's also a bunch of lawmakers that are trying to file new legislation that are more directly related to the oil price and gas price spikes right now. A lot of stuff on taxing so-called windfall profits of oil and gas companies, essentially saying that since the price of oil is surging due to supply and demand issues, that companies should not be profiting so much off of this type of pain in the markets. And it would tax those profits that are considered windfall profits and return them to consumers who are having to pay higher prices at the pump. I know that Senator Ed Markey has also co-sponsored a bill with Senator Martin Heinrich. That bill would mandate releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, about 260 million barrels of it, So that would also bring more supplies into the market and keep prices down. So there's a bunch of measures like that that are under consideration. And those measures have support by green groups, but are there lawmakers on the Hill who are on board here? Yeah, there are lawmakers that support a number of the bills that would tax windfall profits. There's a a number of senators and Republicans who have signed on to that bill. There's also a 
similar bill coming from Chairman DeFazio in Oregon that would also tax windfall profits at an income tax level. And then there's a push to use the Defense Production Act to ramp up manufacturing of clean energy technology and electric vehicles. Over 200 groups have backed the use of the Defense Production Act, and the Biden administration is supposedly considering that Defense Production Act to manufacture those heat pumps and get them over to Europe so they'd have to use less Russian gas. So why are Greens saying that the timing to push for this climate-focused legislation is right now, specifically? They really see that this is a monumental moment where people are sensitive to the dependency on oil and saying, well, maybe there's an off-ramp here. Maybe we can not have to worry so much about the pump price if we didn't rely so much on internal combustion engine vehicles, if we didn't heat our homes with gas. Like, you know, this is something that is really hitting people at home. So with the majority of public opinion behind a clean energy transition, Democrats are saying, look, let's not let this really lamentable crisis go to waste. Let's make sure that we don't have to stay on this sort of fossil fuel ride. And given that the Build Back Better agenda has been stalled for some time now, do we have any indication that there's been movement on this climate legislation in the Senate? There's not been any movement as far as I can tell. This is still stalled. There are a lot of Democrats in the Senate and in the House that are agitating for Senator Schumer to get back to this legislation because they do see this as a window in which some change can happen, but we're not seeing anything get brushed aside. They've still got to negotiate with Senator Manchin, who has not clearly said which policies he supports or doesn't, though he has offered a sort of framework of what could work in terms of funding new climate incentives. He's wanted to work on tax reform and prescription drug pricing reform, and then also use those proceeds to pay for climate incentives and other social spending. So you do see a framework there, but we're not moving on anything yet. Also on Wednesday, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals revived a Trump-era Interior Department decision to approve an Alaskan land swap that would allow the building of an emergency access road to an isolated Alaskan community called King Cove. The access road would be used for medical evacuations to an all-weather airport in nearby Cold Bay. The decision has been the center of political contention since the Obama administration, which first rejected the road, citing ecological harm to a nearby national wildlife refuge. The Trump administration later reversed course, but its first and second land swap deals were struck down by judges, most recently in 2020. On Wednesday, an Interior spokesperson said the agency is reviewing the ruling. Moving forward after this decision, the land swap deal does not actually authorize a road. Additional steps will be needed before the road could be constructed, which could include permits under the Clean Water Act and other laws. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com 
forward slash RNG.